0: Hello and welcome to Vet Talk. Thank you for joining us. Uh, For this show, I have Alex Avellino, who is a pre-veterinary advisor at the University of Florida, Um, and she has um, her own platform, and and she talks about um, vet school admissions and things like that, but what we're going to focus on for this discussion is a a, a website that she started to be a resource for, really for lots of different people, and we'll talk about that some, um, but mainly focusing on pre-veterinary students. Um, and with an emphasis on increasing diversity and representation in veterinary medicine. Um, And so Alex comes on and and we have a chat about um, the program, her website, and kind of how she developed it. Um, So I hope you will enjoy and learn about this new resource. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Veterinary Discussions. Um, I'm excited you're joining us and I'm excited to welcome Alex Avelino to the podcast today. Alex, welcome.
1: Thanks, Dr. Connor. I'm excited to be here.
0: So um, I, you know, fairly recently learned about your program, Underrepresented No More, and I imagine that there are other people who either haven't heard about it or don't know much about it, and so that's what I want to talk about today. So um, maybe you could start by just um, telling us a little bit about yourself, what your position is, and then you can tell us about Underrepresented No More.
1: Sure. I am the pre-veterinary advisor at the University of Florida College of Vet Med. That means I do a lot of in-person advising. Since COVID, we went completely virtual, so I work with students on application prep, interview prep, understanding how to get to vet school. I work with a lot of non-traditional students, so maybe this is their second career, or they took some time off school. Maybe they had some kids, or they went to law school, and now they want to go to vet school, so I work with all different types of students. I also do recruiting in big groups, so I'll attend universities via online or in person to let them know what the University of Florida has to offer. I'm also a member of the Office for Academic and Student Affairs, so I work with that whole team, and that's basically we serve the students of the college, right. so we just make sure they have everything they need, so it's, it's very student-focused. So that would so be for my, UF students,
0: or what if somebody's not a UF student? Could they still reach out to you um, if they wanted to apply oh, to the UF school? Oh, for Sure. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Anybody can reach out to me. You, but they need to have some desire to go to UF. Sure. That's my specialty. Sure. So if they want to go to vet school, they can contact me and I can talk with them. Sometimes I tell students, you know, what do you need to hear right now? Because sometimes they want to hear that tough love and sometimes they only want to hear the best case scenario. So I'm, I like working (laughs) with students and just with self-awareness and feeling comfortable getting into vet school. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So it's a huge resource then. Um, So not just for UF students, anybody who is thinking about um, University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine at some point in the future. um, Alex is is a great resource for that. Well, that sounds like a big job, frankly, Um, and uh, but a really important one clearly in this, you, like you said, you interact with all kinds of potential applicants for vet school. Um, and and so you have developed various resources. You have a podcast, you have, um, like you said, you do outreach. It used to be much more in person than maybe it is now. But um, so maybe maybe share with us some of those resources and then we can start talking a little bit more specifically about Underrepresented No More.
1: Yes. So my interest and my master's is in communication. So Mm -hmm. I really love coming up with other ways to get information out there for students. So we do have a podcast. It's called the Pre-Vet Podcast. It's available on all of the mediums, so Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. That has different veterinarians come on and vet students to talk about vet school and things that applicants need to think about. We have an ebook called How to Get into Vet School. So if you just Google that. The ebook's going to come right up and students can read. Uh, it's not super long. It's pretty interactive. There's some different charts and tables students can look at, but it lets them know the it answers to the top 10 frequently asked questions that I've gotten over five years from pre students. Cool. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. So they, those are to get people more involved with the US community. We have, and I'm writing a new ebook, this summer, the, the working title is the self-aware applicant. Ooh, okay. So it's going to be a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more about confidence and marketing yourself and knowing your strengths and weaknesses. So the more of the, I don't want to call it the soft science side, but a lot more of self-awareness. So those are some resources. So the ebook podcast and social media are probably the main resources we have for students. And then yeah, underrepresented no more, which is our new resource.
0: So um, hang tight. My, uh, my producer has a, has a quick question. Hang on. Oh, Oh, give us the, yeah, the Facebook. What is your, what's the name on the Facebook and Instagram so that people can find it?
1: Yeah. So the Facebook is USCVN or. You
0: got a lot to keep track of. The
1: University of Florida. (laughs) Yeah. If you have veterinary admission, that's the Facebook. So if you look up because the College of Vet Med has their own Facebook page. But right. The admissions team
0: is separate. We have a
1: Facebook and we'll put out info on scholarships or internships and things about the cycle. Awesome. Okay, so the that is going to be separate. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's separate from the U.S. College of Vet Med main page. And the Instagram is Vet Med Florida.
0: Vet Med Florida. Okay. We'll also put those in the description for the podcast. Um, so I'll make sure to Wonder. get those correctly and accurately from you so we can post those. So people, um, anybody who's listening who who wants to find those, will be able to find them uh, on our podcast as well. So, um, yeah. okay. Well, recently in the world, we have been talking more, um, which is, is really nice, more than maybe we have in the past or getting more attention is frankly the lack of diversity we have in veterinary medicine and so you have an initiative um, that you know you've been working on for a while now uh, underrepresented no more tell me about this
1: well dr connor this started probably five years ago when i came to the college and the dean told me hey you're the recruiter and your job is to increase diversity And I didn't know anything about veterinary medicine when I got here.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, not a small task. Well, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, I'm not trained in recruitment. This can't be that big of a deal. And then I started looking around at the students. I Mm -hmm. started doing some research, and I'm like, oh, no. This is a huge task. I read – I'm not sure if you've ever read Navigating Diversity and Inclusion in Veterinary Medicine.
0: No, I haven't. I would
1: say it's probably the – it's probably the only book that's out there with, that's that direct. About
0: I'm actually vet med impressed and that there is a, a book specific to veterinary medicine about that. Like, that's one of the things that we find in vet med that we're usually borrowing from other larger groups, you know, whether it's yeah. human medicine or something like that. So yeah. that's actually really exciting. And we'll, we'll look that up, too. And we'll, we'll maybe put a link to information on that because I, I wasn't aware of that one.
1: Yeah. So Dr. Lisa Greenhill, who is the director of diversity inclusion for A, B, and C, is one of the authors of that text, including... Um Pat Lowry, who works is a giant in the diversity and inclusion field in VetMed. She's been a consultant for Michigan State for a long time. She's been a consultant for us. Uh, our one of our old deans, Dr. Lloyd, he's featured in this book. So a lot of folks are in it. And yeah, it's the only book about vetmed that I've ever seen in diversity. So I read that back in 2015 and made some strides towards talking and reaching out to HBCUs so the historically black colleges and universities, tried to make some relationships there and have been doing that for, you know, four and a half years. And then it came time for me to do my master's project in the college of journalism with us. And I always wanted to create a really intense interactive website, but didn't know what my, I wanted my content to be. And I decided to make it about vet med. So okay. that's how represented no more happened. And It's a multimedia interactive website of pre-veterinary resources. So if you're a pre-vet student or if you're listening and you're a veterinarian and you know pre-vet students, this is a great website to push any student towards because it kind of is a one-stop shop of resources with a strong foundation in diversity and inclusion.
0: Okay, so tell me specifically about, you know, Underrepresented No More, you know, how, how you came up with that name and, and why that was so important for you.
1: The title came, I was speaking, I was doing focus group interviews with some of our underrepresented students, and if you read any text about vet med and diversity, you're going to see underrepresented veterinary student a lot, so URVM. Mm-hmm. And then in other texts, you're going to see URM, which is just like an underrepresented minority student. So this comes up a lot. Gotcha. So I was talking with a student, doing word webs, trying to figure out what the heck I was doing for my master's. And then out of nowhere, I said out loud, underrepresented no more. And I'm like, thank God, because I was beating <laughs> a title. So it came, it was a blessing that that title happened. But, and but I mean, I it like was it a really lot
0: four plus years of thinking about it, you know, kind of maybe always in the back of your mind. And like you said, having these workshops and talks with students and seeing the, the acronyms and things, because uh, that's always nice, right? You want to have an acronym that, that resonates with people too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was, it, I think you're right. It was just like laying dormant, just waiting for the time to come out. Uh, So that was a really great feeling to have the title, and it's great because the URL is just urnm.org, which I think is so easy for people, especially if they're using a phone, to just type it and get onto that website really quick. So I like that. And the reason that we're saying underrepresented no more, it means a few different things, because in vet med, historically, it's a super white profession. A lot of ladies right now are the dominant gender However, I think the title works for everybody because veterinarians are underrepresented in the medical profession. Yeah, yeah. We, we like, you guys, you guys, you know, don't get your fair share of, I want to say like the glory moments, you know, it's always about human med or nurses or pharmacists or PTs, which is great, but people often forget that veterinarians are a huge part of one health. Part of the one health, yeah. that's why... Yeah, it works for everybody. So the veterinary field is going to get underrepresented no more. Love it. And a minority students will be represented.
0: Love it. I love the, the layers there. So tell me more about what specific resources. So if you, uh, somebody's listening and that you are pre-vet, or if you know someone who is thinking about vet school and you send them to this, what, what kind of things could they expect?
1: I hope they will find a very positive, excited community on the website so we feature a lot of our DVM students giving them tips and tricks for applying so they see a lot of faces and they hear a lot of voices and that was the goal that they start hearing and seeing people who look and sound like them they're also going to find podcast episodes that are specifically about getting into vet school our ebook is going to be on there they'll find some outsourced or aggregate content as well so stuff from other students from youtube they'll find videos from the AAVMC, the podcast that you recently did with Dr. Southern is on there. So I pulled content from our college and content from other sources and put it all in one easy to find place. Because again, vet students, a lot of students are at a university and they're the only pre-vet or there's a very small pre-vet club and they don't have resources. So if they can't get an appointment with me right away, they have this website where they can start digging around and feeling more comfortable, more included. Um, And there is a lot about diversity on there. So just getting people exposed to what the profession currently looks like, what it could look like if we increase diversity. So we have some pretty basic concepts like, hey, here's when you fill out your VEMCAS application. And then we have some more evolved concepts of diversity in a veterinary clinic is really good business practice. So they can kind of get a little bit of everything.
0: Nice. Well, I can remember. So, um, when I was in undergrad, um, I went to an undergraduate university that didn't have a vet school, which is the vast majority of universities, right? There's not yeah. that many vet schools. And um, and yeah, there there wasn't a pre vet major. Um, and there we didn't have a pre vet club. And that's actually something I started at the university. It I still exists, actually, or it did last, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago when I last checked. But um, because, that's awesome. Because we didn't, it, but you're right, though. I, I mean, I, I kind of had forgotten about. That, um, but there weren't resources, and, and I'm pretty sure at the time when I I was talking to it was in one of my biology classes, and I had a student a couple years younger than me who was also interested in pre vet, and we started talking. It was like, well, we should we should start something and kind of get it out there. And I think when I left, we had a grand total of six people, um, and it did wow. grow. Um, uh, when I was at some point, some point down the road um, I, I went back and like gave them some, some tips and tricks, like after I'd gotten into vet school, um, and I can't remember, but it was bigger then, it was definitely bigger, so, um, but that was a school of, you know, some 25,000 people, and we had, you know, six, so like, it's, it can be really daunting if you're, even a a pretty large university, um, it's not uncommon for them not to have, you know, obvious resources, or how do I go to, or or maybe the counselors at that school don't quite know, because they haven't, they just don't deal with it that much, um, and so you kind of get lumped in with, like, med school applicants or like you said, nursing or PA, and it's just not quite the same. Um, so that would be, that's, that's really nice for somebody who's not at a university that has like a robust pre-veterinary community. This is, this is somewhere that they could, they could turn to, um, that, yeah, definitely would have been, I've got actually, I've got it up on my, on my computer right now. I'm, I'm looking at some different things and, um, I, the first thing I want to look at, I was like, success stories, yeah, let me let me see this, um, uh, so uh, that seems like a, a really, like you said, it's a very positive environment, here are things that um, have gone well, um, you can, you can, you know, see right away that you're really trying to, to showcase, um, you know, a lot of different people tell a lot of different people's stories, um, which is, which is really exciting, so it looks like there's some videos here, um, from success stories, different people, lots and lots of resources on the page. Um, and so the vet life animal planet. Yeah. So tons of things that, um, uh, if you haven't been to this website and you're listening now, I would encourage you to go and just kind of look around, even if again, you're not pre-vet. Um, you might, you, one, you might stumble across some fun resources for yourself, but also, um, just good ideas to, to chat with other people and, and to, to send them around. So, um, so are you solely responsible for maintaining this?
1: Yeah, right now. For, yep, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of work. So it just rolled. Yeah, it, well, it just rolled out. I defended on May fourteenth, and um, so it's only been around for a little bit. So right now, it's not it's not a huge. Well, congratulations maintain, on getting it,
0: getting it out there because it, it looks amazing. Um, it, like it's very professional. Thank you. It, yeah, it, I mean, it really looks fantastic and uh you know did you go around and get all the photos and things I mean I recognize a lot of the faces these are obviously a lot of UF students in in these and there's some really good ones or how how did how did you do all this
1: (laughs) yeah all the photos all the photos are mine that I took at the college you're a good photographer Uh, too, then. well thank you (laughs) being the recruiter I took it upon myself I wanted to design all the brochures I think that's fun so these are photos from brochure photo shoots over the years. Some of them are more recent. A Couple of them are from a couple of years ago. So I really wanted to showcase the communication skills I've done for my masters on the website. And what I would tell folks who are listening, if you go to the website and you are a veterinarian and you're getting pumped about what you see, you can fill out the little form on the resources page that says like, hey, do you wanna be a part of our community? And you can submit some videos or photos to me or a print story that we can share to build the community. So right now maintaining is no problem but once people start sending me stories I hope it becomes a huge problem because I'll have so much content to add to the website so everybody can become a part of this community if they feel so inclined.
0: That yeah okay so when you click on resources and you scroll down to the bottom of the page there's an opportunity um, for people to reach out and so Um, if you click on your status, DVM student, veterinarian, other, share, how would you like to get involved? I want to share my story, be a community member, info is requested. Um, So for different, so the different groups that you're reaching out to, obviously a lot of them are, um, you know, pre-vet students, things like that. And so they, you know, might want to be a community member. Um, As a veterinarian, um, you know, I might say, hey, I'm happy to provide you know advice or just you know be a source for somebody who has questions about you know getting into it yep. are you are you, are you yep. using this to kind of put people together as
1: well Yeah for sure so many pre vet students email me and they're like I need someone to talk to do you, and sometimes they'll specifically ask for an underrepresented student or yeah. faculty member then I'll reach out to my student ambassadors and see who wants to chit chat but if I could have a running list of folks who want to be mentors and they want to help others, that would be great. And someday we want to have a community page on the website, kind of like a huge chat box for people to say, hey, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm experiencing. So that's next that's one of our next
0: steps for the website as well. Well, I mean, I know how important that kind of stuff is. Over the years, like I've had um, friends and family members who they know somebody who, you know, my parents do this. They, they they definitely outsource me whenever they think of it. Like if they've got a friend whose kid is thinking about getting into vet school or um, my dad teaches, yeah. um, he teaches uh, at some other universities part-time and so he'll sometimes have a student who has mentioned, you know, wanting to go to vet school. And so they give my email out. And, and so I've over the years just sort of informally kind of been like, hey, here's my thoughts, here's my advice, here's you know, good things to do, depending on where you are in your, you know, if you're at the first year of undergrad, what are some things you can do? If you're actually getting, putting your applications together, what are some tips and tricks and things like that? But um, but that just, that's random luck, right? You have to know somebody who knows somebody who, yeah, you know, is affiliated true. with a vet school. And, and so this kind of takes that away and sort of levels that out and says, hey, you don't have to know somebody who's a veterinarian or have a friend. I, and But it also, I think, one of the things I, I noticed over the years is um the, the parents of the, of the kid who wants to get to vet school is like, yeah, reach out. This is great. And the kids are like, I don't know who this person is. This feels really weird. Like, I don't want to bother her. Or, you know, uh, there's that barrier. Where this, it sort of takes, I, I would think, that's going to take that awkwardness away. Because you're like, no, this is the resources here. These are people who have said, I am willing and happy, um, to, to be there and to provide a resource and, and to give you some feedback, that type of thing. So, um, I think, again, I'm just trying to think for myself over the years, like on different ways, like how have I done this or how have I, you know, been involved in other ways. And it's so nice for people to have this resource where it's like like you said, one-stop shopping. Um, you don 't have to go and figure it out on your own or um, or you know feel awkward or rely on dumb luck <laughs> to find something like this so um, it 's really important I think this is really great to to get that out there to people and the fact that you also are thinking about. Some people are going to say, hey, do you have somebody who looks like me or maybe has some shared experiences that I have? And, and that, that might be more meaningful um, for certainly some underrepresented um, groups, whether that is, you know, based on their race, sexual orientation, anything like that. It would be really nice, you know, for them to talk to somebody um, that, that might feel a little safer for some people. So I, I think that's just really exciting.
1: Right. And the liter- so the reason, too, behind the website is the literature shows one of the main reasons that we might... Lose some underrepresented students in the pipeline to vet school is because they have no role models yeah they have no role models who are veterinarians whether they look like them or not because they either haven't been exposed to a vet or it is because they have no one who looks like them so that's why the website has so many faces and voices on there so that people can feel like they do have a role model even if they're virtual
0: that's that's really um that's really amazing and really Okay, so the science-y person in me is like wait a minute, okay, I want to hear about the, re- like, do they do, like, surveys with, um, you know, students who thought about going to vet school and then changed their minds and said, like, w- you know, what changed your mind? Or how was how research like that done?
1: Sorry Let me, to put you so on the spot. So with the role model piece, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to remember from the, the different parts. So they do a lot of longitudinal studies mm-hmm. following students from, you know, kindergarten to choosing a career, I believe a lot of it is based on like survey and focus group and questionnaires. Uh And the one thing that just popped up a lot in their responses is no one looks like me or I had no role model. And on the other side, a lot of students who get into that med is because they had a strong role model. Gotcha.
0: So it works in both directions. A lot of
1: students. Yep. A lot of students can point to the one veterinarian who was either in their family or who they worked with to say this is what really pushed me into vet med. On the other hand, some of the students have a strong experience with taking their own pet to the vet, right. and when they saw how their pet got better, that's when they wanted to become a vet. But either way, they still were exposed to vet med in some way.
0: Well, that's one of the things I've been having conversations with people lately about, like, what are some ways that we can improve diversity? Um, and, and one of the things that I talk about and think about, I don't, I don't, I haven't done research on this at all, but that If children, um, you know, I'm talking like elementary school kids, never get exposed to the profession in a way that that feels like, hey, that's a thing I could consider. That's a thing I want to do. Maybe because they don't see anyone who looks like them, or maybe they just don't see anyone at all. But if we can increase exposure to younger people, children, middle school, and then you know reinforce that through high school, can we make this a, a a real goal um, for for young people to say no. That's something I can do, and and I don't have to be the pioneer, right? I can, <laughs> I can go, and there's going to be other people um, who are like me and and have some experiences that are like me, and and I think, like you said, just showcasing that um, on a website like this. And I'm looking at like your advisory council. Um, you've got uh, a good, you know, what appears to be a pretty diverse group of people, different ages, different um, genders, different races, and and um, and so even just that is really exciting. And then every picture on here. Um, there are a lot of women, <laughs> which, uh, that yeah. is the reality of our profession, um, as it currently stands. And, um, you know, it, it, there's, you know, we can talk about that. That'd be a whole another series of, of shows about why that might be, um, and whether that's a good, bad, or indifferent thing, but, um, but yeah, still just a lot of different people, um, you know, that are, are being showcased here. And, uh, and I think that that's, that can be a really powerful message to share.
1: Yeah. And thinking about, you know, how you're saying, getting the younger children exposed and how can we, how can we really show them who veterinarians are and what they do? I think it would be awesome if the veterinary profession started making it mandatory along with continued education for vets. So what do you guys do like 15 hours a year something like that, that once a quarter, a veterinarian has to visit an elementary school. Yes. I think that would be awesome if that became part of professional development Because that is what is going to get students at a young age excited about this. Because most students, I forget what it says in the literature, but it's something like by the age of 10, they pretty much know what they want to do.
0: I mean, that was most people who I know, like when you talk to people who go into veterinary medicine... They'd made that decision yeah I mean I made that decision when I was you know wasn't really old enough to know what I was wanting to do right right um, yeah. I' like this yeah, is what I, I wanted to, to be something. and then later I was like oh it turns out I actually do like science like it, it did fit actually um, but I made that decision yep. when I was in elementary school for sure like fifth grade um, um, you can have we, we had like our predictions books you know and somebody was like I want to be a professional baseball player and I want to be a ballerina I want to be this and I I said veterinarian I don't know if I spelled it right but that's yep. what I said I wanted to do. <laughs> and um and so I do think it is you when you talk to a lot of people in vet school and beyond. They did make that decision really early, and so um, mm-hmm. so I, I do think that's. And I will also say um, uh, several years ago um, when my nieces and nephews were still in elementary school, um, my sister who worked at um, helped out at the school with a lot of different things. They were organizing like essentially a career day, and she was like, "Hey, you know, do you want to drive down and like you know give some presentations to the kid at the kids' school?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh my god, it was yeah. so much fun! It was so much fun. I can't tell you. I, so I was like, "Okay, I do emergency critical care." Like, I have to be a little careful on some of the things. Like, I, I know it needs to be right. really visually appealing, right? Like, lots of pictures and videos and things right. like that. But it's also got to be rated G. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, what can I do that's rated G but still would be really interesting for the kids? So obviously lots of animal pictures. But what I really got into, I have... I, I, it's weird, but I have a lot of videos of animals vomiting. Animals come into the clinic and <laughs> they've eaten something they shouldn't have. And so we induce vomiting. And so I have a lot of videos of this. And so I showed, like, a series of animals and the kids went nuts. They unfortunately set me up in the library where you're supposed to be quiet. And, and I I think I did like four or five talks throughout the day to different classes. And every single time the kids just went nuts and the, the teachers in the back and the poor teachers are like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? But they like, then, you know, they have the kids write thank yous and stuff. I got so many letters from kids and almost all of them mentioned the vomiting in some way, shape or form. So yeah, it's gross and it's <laughs> weird, but like, that's the kind of thing that sticks in their minds. And, I, and I had fun, you know, I ta- that wasn't the only thing I talked about, of course, um, you know, but again, just sharing a little bit of that, getting somebody to go like, whoa, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought about that. That's really weird and cool. And some of them were like, that's Gross! I don't ever want to do that. Cool. If you think that's gross, this is not the profession for you. But if you think it's gross right. and cool, you know, which a lot of kids right. at that exactly. age might, they might be like, "Hey, that's something I wouldn't have thought about." You know, so, um, so yeah, I, I actually I think that's a really cool idea is to say, "Hey, guess what? You're not just required to do continuing education." you're also required to do some outreach. Um, and maybe that involves, like you said, getting, um, you know, reaching out to the younger younger kids. Because I really do think that's when it makes a difference. Um, because if you grow up in a household where, you know, maybe your parents are allergic to animals or they travel and they just don't feel like they can care for dogs and cats and, and you just don't, it's not around, you're never going to get exposed. And we might miss out on some, like, really amazing people who could do amazing things in our profession. So um, I, I love that idea. I think that's really cool. And again, having my my one like really fun experience would be like, Yes, I would totally do that again. And if you said I had to do it every year, I'd be like, oh darn, I have to go do this again. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Great. Uh yeah, I have to do my mandatory super fun outreach. <laughs> I think I think you could get and a lot I, of people. I'm really not into it.
1: You in, I yeah, I'm not shocked you enjoyed it. I think you get you get really creative with presentations. And what I would say for some other folks who are listening who are like, oh that sounds like my nightmare if you want to call me or contact me through the website, I'm happy to walk anybody through some age-appropriate lesson plans for kids. I taught preschool for seven years.
0: Oh wow! So okay.
1: If you, if yeah, if they need a resource, you can call me and I'll help you come up with a whole a whole plan. And there's a lot of resources out there that do that. Like I know, I think Purdue and Ohio State and Michigan all have younger children outreach programs already. So they're already awesome. out there. And we can get resources for folks, but that's something that would, I think, seriously change the profession.
0: I think it'd be really good for vets too, out. you know? Like, I think it's reinvigorating yeah. when you get into the job and you're just like, yeah, 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 this is what I do. It's really easy in any job, even veterinary medicine, which is, like, pretty awesome and really, I think, hard for it to feel um, monotonous, but I, I, I imagine there's going to be people who are just like, "Yep, okay, another vaccine or another cat or another surgery, whatever it is sure. that you know you're feeling." That like it's so easy to go and talk to kids and just, I mean, unless you just despise kids, in which case maybe you shouldn't do this. But right. if you're not one of those people, like you can't not go and feel energized talking to kids about this stuff. Um, and like you said, if maybe if you're not sure where to start sounds like there's a lot of resources out there. And if nothing else, Alex will help you. (laughs) So, um, like if you, the kids, they're going to love it because one, they're looking up to you anyway. Um, and they just think what you're doing is cool. And then they learn about some of the things you, do. the questions that they asked were just amazing and ridiculous and so fun. Um, it it really was a good time and they want to share their stories. Um, but you know it's just like oh i had a dog this time and this and it's amazing the things that they'll share with you um, cuz kids have no filters which is also really fun yeah um, it's
1: hilarious
0: yeah yeah it, it's it's a really good time so um th- that's maybe you need another um mm-hmm. another tab on the website about you know, children, and <laughs> just like I'm I looking, I
1: actually think
0: I do. I'm looking at this applying page. Yeah, I'm looking at this applying page that you got where you have like a, a nine different boxes of people kind of chatting, and I'm, I'm loving it. It's really, really cool. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, you could get children and ask them like, what oh What does a veterinarian god. do, or something like that, and like make that a page, and and then like have that be resources for people to reach out in their communities to children. And I'm just, I'm looking at that page and I love it. And I'm like, oh, I could imagine little children like on that same page. I Telling stories and it would be incredible.
1: I love and I hate this idea because I'm like, oh I know, no, I'm going <laughs> to have to do this now because this is such a good idea. It's like... Take your time. It's no rush. It but, but it's true. Like, can you imagine if you had... If I email you know all the veterinarians in the state of Florida with a video of children asking them to come chat with them and being hilarious no one's gonna say no to that right so it's a good idea yeah it would
0: totally get people into it like oh my gosh because kids are hilarious I've always joked um I like I don't think anybody ever needs to do a degree in marketing because you just need to put puppies kittens or children laughing in your ad and then you're done right? <laughs> it's true. That's you're my market, marketing 101. Right? Puppies, kittens, children. Yep. If you get the babies giggling, like I'll buy whatever you want. Like yep. just make babies giggle. Yep. And I'm like, yep, I want three of those. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But my
1: I, journalism mentor would say that. He's like, go get, <laughs> go get a video of a dog. People are going to watch this. Right? So, you're not wrong.
0: Yeah. It does, yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no, obviously, I, sorry to anybody if I've completely oversimplified, a, like uh, <laughs> a major <laughs> profession. <laughs> but People but work very hard. I know
1: but they will agree
0: too okay good (laughs) um at least at least for me that is very like i'm like oh babies are laughing oh this is amazing children saying ridiculous things that was like tv shows for a while right um anyhow anyhow well i yeah i don't want to create more work for you um because you've obviously taken on a lot and and like this website um is amazing It, it looks like an amazing resource and hopefully um Anybody out there listening who hadn't heard of it before can familiarize themselves with it and um, maybe you know, either use that themselves or, as we said, share that with somebody they know who might be interested in pursuing veterinary medicine at UF or anywhere. This is, this is really good stuff for wherever. It's not necessarily specific to the University of Florida. Um, but Alex's feedback might be more specific to the University of Florida. So if you reach out to her, um, know that that's where she's coming from. But this is, this is not... A, a Florida specific resource. This is really for anybody.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Uh. Um, Alex thank you so much um, for coming and chatting uh, I, I, again um, I really hope that people will, will put links to all the resources you mentioned in particular the urnm.org website if you haven't seen it please go to it um, it's it's really great it's like I said it's it's a beautiful website lots of great pictures Um, very professionally done easy to navigate um, so use it yourself send your um, your friends and family uh, to it as well um, Alex thank you so much again for coming and chatting
1: Thanks Dr. Connor. I'm so glad that we got to chat and get the website out there.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll have to we'll have to chat again. And maybe you'll come back when we have the 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 children and babies page. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for all that you're doing for our community for veterinarians, pre-vet students, vet students, um, you know, uh, on behalf of everyone. Uh, thank you for all of your efforts. My pleasure. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. I'd like to thank my producer, Topher. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter or Instagram at Vet Journal Club. All episodes are available at veterinaryjournalclub.fireside.fm. You can email us with questions, comments, or show ideas at veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com. And check back weekly for new episodes, and we'll catch you next time.